Hey guys, and welcome to the second episode of Debatable Delaney. As a reminder, this is a devil's advocate podcast, so the opinions that you're about to hear are not the opinions of the participants. This is a debate where each person is assigned a side and asked to fight for that side using any means necessary. So laugh along and enjoy. Welcome everybody to Debatable Delaney. I mean, that's debatable. (laughs) Now that's debatable. Welcome, Darla. So happy to be here, Delaney. I am so happy to have you. Everyone, this is my wonderful mother. Okay, Darla. So the topic that we're going to be debating today is whether money can buy you happiness. And I'm here to tell you that money can't buy happiness. I'm here to tell you that money can buy you happiness. So I'm drinking some aged wine tonight out of my glass that says 21 with 44 years experience. <laughs> so that's what I'm bringing. And to was the that table. wine free? <laughs> Would you say that wine is bringing you happiness? <laughs> <laughs> that's a really good question. <laughs> Would you say you're more or less happy since taking a nice sip of that aged Pinot? I would say I'm definitely in more of my happy zone. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. Okay, well, shall we start with some of our opening statements? I think we can all agree that we truly hope that money isn't what will buy us happiness. Money can't buy us love. Money can't buy us true connections with people. Money can't buy us respect or dignity. Very very nicely put. Um, I think we can all agree that money can buy you happiness. And if money isn't buying you happiness, then you aren't spending it in the right way. And that's plain and simple. We'll get into more of more of my points on that. But if you have a lot of money and you're not happy, then that's on you is essentially what I'm trying to say. So first of all, let's go point by point through your opening statement. You said money can't buy you love. And I agree that you can't like online shop. Well, you probably can. There's probably a site out there, but it's not so easy to buy love. Um, But I do think that... Arranged marriages have a much higher percentage success rate than organic marriages. And I feel like there's probably a market out there to buy those. It's so nice to think about love in like an organic way. But at a certain point, I think it's just like you're, you find someone and you just have to like stick it out and go through ups and downs and just make a choice that you're going to stick with them. And then hopefully the love grows. I don't think that having money or not having money really affects that. Do you think you're more likely to find love if you don't have money? I think you might work harder to create love if you don't have money. I think one of the ways that money can buy you happiness is that if you're in an unhappy relationship, you can get a divorce, which will make you happier. There's no question that money buys options. Having excess money used wisely 
can buy options that may create happiness. Yeah. So the money doesn't, in and of itself, I think, create happiness. But you need the money in order to create the happiness. But you might be able to use it wisely, which I guess is your point at the beginning, which is if you're not happy, then you're not making good decisions. Right. Uh, So another one of my points that kind of goes off of that is that um, if you don't have money, you likely need to have a job, be working really hard, and that doesn't give you any time to pursue your other passions that could make you happy. And those passions could be passion projects, like something creative. It could be relationship building. But if you really need the money to get by and you have to be working really hard, you don't have any time to explore other avenues that could potentially make you happier. So to some extent, it's a little luck of the draw, isn't it? With a little bit of luck. With a little bit <laughs> of luck, with a little bit. <laughs> what is that from? Music man? I think it is. Can't buy me love. Your opening statement sounded like it was just <laughs> lyrics from Can't Buy Me Love by the Beatles. Um, In round two, let's come up with our own lyrics to support our opinion. You'll sing Can't Buy Me Love and I'll sing Seven Rings by Ariana. Okay. Um, do you want to hit me with one of your points? Hit me with your best shot. <laughs> Fire away. This is the musical episode, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that really it comes down to what's your definition of happiness. Okay. And whether it's fleeting or more of a kind of a deathbed wish. <laughs> What do you mean? I think as people get older, they're thinking, like, there's this problem and that problem, but generally I'm happy. I agree with you that it's easier to be happy when you're old. (laughs) (laughs) It's not what I said, but you may be right. (laughs) So you were saying your definition of happiness is different on your deathbed versus, like, throughout your life? I think that's true. I mean, when you're so, I'm talking about throughout your life. Thirty, happiness is very fleeting. It's like day to day. Yes. And as you get older and have more of a life that you've built, happiness encompasses so many more things. I think that we should argue day to day happiness. (laughs) (laughs) That's because you'll win on day to day happiness. You think? Well, yeah. You can go to Disneyland today and you can go somewhere else No, but I'm talking about like, are you happy throughout your life? Not just like when you're dying, are you going to be like, that was a good life or not? But I just mean, I think money can buy you day-to-day, you know, joy. Joy. Yes. And not that's not the deep heartfelt being proud of yourself and how you've lived. Yeah. But I think that um, comfort is extremely valuable. And to back up my point, I recently got promoted to business class. Congratulations. On a United Polaris flight, which is heavenly. I was like, I, I think I could go on an airplane once a week if I could fly Polaris business. It's so lovely and lush and 
it just feels like you're in your own bedroom watching TV, having someone wait on you, bringing you meals, drinks. And it just made me think like that brought me immense happiness for that day. Mm-hmm. And you're saying that that's joy, but I'm saying I'm reminiscing about that moment and I still feel that whiff of, um, that whiff of amazing energy that I got from that experience that has stayed with me for weeks now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you woke up today, did you think, I am still happy from that Polaris flight? Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I, um, it's funny because I do think that people respond to money so differently. And Just like we were saying, some people may spend their money in ways that create options to become happy. Mm. Other people can have tons of money, and it's it's a game. Yeah, I mean, I think that success makes you happy, Um, and a lot of the time that comes with money, and I think the money part also makes you happier. Kind of back to my point of like, if you aren't happy with money, then you aren't spending it correctly. I know that we like talked about getting out of unhealthy relationships or unhealthy environments or being able to go on trips and explore other passions that you have. But also the the ability to give, give money away, I think has been proven to bring people joy. Um, there was a study that proved that money can buy you happiness, um, because they gave away like $20 bills on college campuses and in the envelope, it either said like, spend this $20 on yourself or spend this $20 on someone else. And, um, just like buying people coffee or buying a gift for your niece or nephew, like just makes you happier. Um, and if you don't have money, then you can't do that. I agree with that. I think it depends on the person. Again, some people don't get as turned on by that, but I think, um, generally that relates to connecting with people. And I think for most of us, that is what creates happiness. Speaking of, um, those close connections, Have you heard of love languages? I know there are five of them, and I know that that hasn't changed for many years, but I do not know much about them. Okay, there are five. They are um, quality time, words of affirmation, acts of service, physical touch, and gifts. And like every stand-up comedian I've gone to makes a joke about gifts being like... (laughs) a shitty love language. Like every comedian's like, if your love language is gifts, then you should die. (laughs) But (laughs) I'm going to make the argument that I love getting and giving gifts. I think it's such a sweet way to like show someone that you've been thinking about them and you've spent a lot of time thinking about what they would want and you've put some of your hard-earned money and thought process into giving them something that they'll remember forever. Like I think that gifts is such a nice thing and it's gotten such a bad rap, but I think that buying and receiving gifts 
can really show that you love someone. And as Michael Scott said, it's a tangible thing that you can point to and say, hey, man, I love you this many dollars worth. Michael Scott. Michael Scott. But do you think the gift has to be something that costs a lot? It doesn't have to be. But I also don't think that it has to be homemade. Like, I think that spending money on someone is nice. As you said, those five love languages, I feel like I need them all. That's exactly what I say. Oh, my God. <laughs> I literally have been telling people this. I'm like, I cannot choose one. I They say that you're like, you should be getting all of them. There's just like one that you should like the most or two. And I need them all equally. I feel that way as well. And I also give them all equally. So I think that's fair. I agree. Love languages, I think, are bullshit. Also, the love languages <laughs> quiz. <laughs> the love language quiz is the worst quiz on the internet. Huh. It's literally a quiz that'll be like, if you're sad, what do you want your partner to do? Give you a hug or give you a gift? And it's like, oh, I, I wonder what my results are going to be. Like, it's... the. <laughs> The quiz should be one question and it should be, what are your love languages? That's how I felt when we took the Harry Potter test about which house to be in. Oh my God, we are on the same wavelength. I mean, the path less taken. I thought that was a great answer. I didn't know I would end up in Slytherin. Oh my God, (laughs) I think that the love languages quiz should be more like the Harry Potter quiz. It should be like, you go through a forest and you're greeted by a troll. (laughs) You're with three of your best friends, and the troll demands one of you battle him. Do you fake an injury, play rock, paper, scissors, or volunteer? And then it'll be like, your love language is attention. And I'll be like, that seems right. That seems accurate. Okay, do you want to do a point or should I? I think it's your turn. Okay. Um, Well, a wise woman once said... Whoever said money can't solve your problems must not have had enough money to solve them. (laughs) What do you have to say to that? I would say that she's one of those people that money really helped her create some options. Okay. Now, do you have any Louis Vuitton shoes? I do not. I am five foot two, and designer fashion does not agree with me. (laughs) Well, in Ariana Grande's song, Seven Rings, she says, happiness is the same price as red bottoms, referring to Louis Vuitton shoes. So how can you know that money doesn't buy you happiness if you've never purchased Louis Vuitton shoes? I feel like it's very fleeting. I feel like on her deathbed, she wouldn't say, I'm so happy I have Louis Vuitton shoes. <laughs> Is it Louis Vuitton or Louis Vuitton? Are there, Vuitton. But are there two different companies? <laughs> <laughs> I think they might be. Maybe Ariana Grande started Louis Vuitton. <laughs> There's a company that does red bottom shoes. Oh, well, maybe that is. Red Souls. And I think it's Louis Vuitton. Well, it's certainly not Louis Vuitton. (laughs) The purse I've always wanted is Louis Vuitton. (laughs) I've always been so confused. Maybe I'm just mishearing it, but I I think it's Louis Vuitton. But if I had purchased a Louis Vuitton purse, (laughs) I do not feel like I'd be (laughs) happier today than I am. 
I know. Do, do you think that, like, how long do you think the happiness of buying a big, like, a designer bag lasts? Like, six months? Less? You know, it's an interesting, like, if there is this spectrum of happiness, you feel like there's this, like, on a pie chart, there should be some little sliver that's kind of that day-to-day memory of, like, your Polaris flight yes. or the shoes that I'm putting on from Claire Jure that you <laughs> bought me. I mean, those kinds of things do kind of give you a little lift. So on the pie chart of happiness, yeah, you know, I would say at least 25% mm-hmm. can be filled with material things or experiences. I feel like I have a pretty healthy perspective. Mm-hmm. On And I think I also see, you know, a lot of people today, both young and old, who have a variety of economic situations that aren't happy. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that really follows economic lines. Mm-hmm. So I agree. You could be depressed regardless. And I think some of those people probably have designer purses or shoes or whatever for sure so that's why I guess I'm sort of feeling like it's this little sliver in the happiness pie chart but it's 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 not really what creates happiness it's it can push you to one side or the other urge you Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I would argue that it can money can help push you towards happiness in a couple ways we've already talked about a bunch being able to spend it on experiences spend it on your passions I think it can also be like a really good distraction. If you're depressed from other things, money can kind of help you disassociate. Um, Disassociating, I think, is really big right now. I recently found out I was depressed, and the way I found out was my AirPods died on a walk. (laughs) And I was like, I cannot be alone with my thoughts for more than 10 minutes. This is not going to work. But money can help you disassociate by like, going to a bunch of concerts or um, vacations or just anything that you can do to distract yourself from the reasons you're depressed versus if you don't have money and you have to go to your nine to five or more job, then you kind of are just like forced to sit in your depression. So what you just said to me is a little scary And I think it's very (laughs) reflective of the social media Mm. era that we're in where you can sort of camouflage or put a Band-Aid on what you're feeling. Yes. And the more money you have, the more you can do that. And that distraction is really stopping you from dealing with what you're really feeling or needing, which is probably more engagement Mm-hmm. With real people in real conversation, yeah, not on Instagram or whatever, right? Okay, money, money has become so interesting. Capitalism has created such a strange world. I was going through the mail a couple weeks ago, and I got a letter asking for money from University of Michigan who rejected me eight (laughs) years ago. (laughs) They've been sending letters ever since then. Why would I give them money? It's crazy, isn't it? I always just throw them away. It's crazy. 
They have the nerve to reject me and then ask for money? Well, I've often wondered if they thought they accepted you. I know. Maybe they, my <laughs> acceptance letter got lost in the mail. That's what I'm thinking. I was thinking, like, who rejects you and then consistently asks for money? And then I was thinking, it's kind of like if a guy rejects you and then still wants to have sex with you. So it started to make more sense to me. This has been very fun. I've loved it, sweetie. I think that, I do think that we both made good points. And I think that we kind of came to the conclusion that money's not going to buy you any of the relationships and deep connections that you need to be happy. But happiness can be really helpful in helping you explore your passions, free up time to do things you love, and make you comfortable. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I think money can create those options, but it's you and me and everyone else who has to do the hard work mm-hmm. to create happiness. Yes. I would encourage all of you guys to buy three people coffee this week. Try to strike up a conversation with three strangers. Don't be creepy about it. Don't flirt with them. Just be nice. I love that. Use a little money to buy some connections. Yeah. Let's buy some happiness this week, guys. Woohoo. Cheers. Cheers, kids. Thank you, Darla. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. I mean, that's debatable. <laughs> now that's debatable. <laughs>